You, uh, you, you want some of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> Did you know? Yeah. 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 That podcasts... Right. ...are a, a government plot. You don't say. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get people, right, get them used to the... The the concept of like receiving sounds through our ears, yeah. I mean, humans have been doing that a while, but like, yeah, what yeah. they what they're working towards? Well, you know, there's aliens, right? Right. Sound based aliens, right? Oh, and they're shit. coming, yeah. Mhm. And they're coming, and they're gonna be in the form of two white men talking about, you know. Oh, I uh, see, you know, I see. Something, probably vamping on something. Oh, so we're yeah. they're getting, making sure we're ready so that, you know, we don't just, you know, scare them off a second. Yeah, right. and also don't, you know, just completely panic and, you know, violence yeah. in the street, you know. Well, I mean, considering how many uh, two white men sat in pr- talking about vapid stuff there already is, uh, maybe yeah, they're already yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, you do have the detractors. Sometimes you'll get, like, a couple of queer trans ladies, you know, yeah, talking about yeah. their experiences, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it's... Uh, that, that They, of course, are actually just trying to make the world a little bit better by, you know, doing something a bit funny, maybe, you know, trying... Try and ease people into their week on a on a, on a Sunday or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> <coughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. Jane Harris Magnetdale, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast with two queer trans women who talk about various bits of media we've consumed in the week and to have a bit of a catch up and a silly time. And try and make the world the happiest. Just have a little bit of a, a, little, bit little, bit, a little bit of friendly, nice, gentle chat. Yeah. yeah just a nice little time yeah. here. Sometimes we use that time to talk about things we've played. Yeah. Should we do, should we do some of those? Tell us about a thing you've played. Uh, I mean... Are you still fingering, fingering your Elden Ring? I'm still fingering the Elden Ring. Um, this video game is bloody huge. I keep thinking, like, oh yeah, I've got a sense of how big this game... Oh, no, 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 no. A bigger um, dragon has emerged. I mean... So, staying spoiler-free, um, I played a bit more this morning because I was doing, like, a couple of podcasts specifically about Elden Ring. And... I found some NPCs in, like, a little story quest that led to an optional side boss where the more people you found on the way there, the more help you would get for a very tough boss that when I beat, and from what I can tell they are optional, it completely physically changed the landscape of the map and opened up a whole new place to go. Wow. Like, I, I, there is now a bit of the map I can point at and go, you know that bit? That's because I beat that, that that one over there. So what was that um, before? Uh, well, previously there was a cliff, and now 
I mean, I don't want to spoil too much. There's a big, there's a big gap where a cliff was. That was Nick Darkliff. I mean, the cliff. Uh, something, something happened to the cliff, and the cliff ain't su- such a cliff anymore. Well, um, if you've been affected by the loss of cliff, yeah. Um, there is a lot about this video game that I wish was better explained. Um, one thing that I only know because someone who has played further into the game told me today is that I. I've got this move I like doing where I can sort of unsheathe my sword real quick and do a big hit, but in order to do it I have to uh, have my sword two-handed, because if I have a shield on my other hand, that button becomes doing the parry button. Mm-hmm. There's a whole NPC I can just go to to take the parry off of that shield so they can have the shield out, but what would have been like the parry button is now my, my cool unsheathed, so I can have a shield and still do the cool slash. Ooh. That's just... It's a great thing I can do that the game never pointed me to, and I'm like, oh... I, there's a lot of this game that is like, hooray, completely unrailroaded exploration and freedom, but you can totally miss core mechanics mm. of the game, and that is a trade-off, and I am okay with the trade-off, I think the trade-off works, but it's always going to be the way with a really open game like this. Yeah. Um, I finally started going a bit more down the actual like linear path and going and fighting some of the narrative bosses mm-hmm. and I constantly don't know whether where the place I'm going is making progress or going off on a complete side tangent that's going to cost me several hours of finding new things that weren't what I thought I was looking for. Hmm. It's a big video game. They've disguised the size of this video game very well in a way that isn't overwhelming but like takes some getting used to, which is you know in something like Breath of the Wild, you could see the Great Plateau where you started on the map, mm-hmm. and you could zoom out and go, ah, I've been to this big of an area, and I can see how that compares to the whole overworld map. Yeah. Elder Ring doesn't do that. Imagine if Breath of the Wild's map, map started zoomed in so all you could really see on the map screen was the Great Plateau right. while you were there, and if you went further out, it would zoom out to show you the new places you've been so that okay. those would fit on the screen... And when you go to new places, it would zoom out a little further so those fit on the screen. Okay. It doesn't show you how much further there is to explore until you've started exploring. The map okay. is just big enough to show you everywhere you've you've currently been exploring. And that may even still leave some nebulous unexplored bits. Yeah. And that has not made... The, it's helped the game not be too overwhelming, but it's also... Like, given me a really warped sense of my own progress in the game. Yeah. Like, I keep being like, oh yeah, I feel like I've been to most of the places. I just have to go do this narrative. Oh no, I haven't been to most of the places. There's an area right near the start of the game that is apparently like a low-level beginner start of the game area that's designed to be one of the first places you go. That like 60 hours in, I haven't gone and it's like just there, just south of the start of the game, and I just never went there. I remember you saying, because you were watching a Let's Play the other day, and you were saying, like, yeah. these people have gone places that you've never even seen, and they took maybe a, a 15 degree yeah, turn yeah. off of where you they're, went. They're like five, six hours into the game, and they've, like, they took a 15 degree turn and just went a completely different direction. It's just like, yep, yeah, we're over there. We're over there, um, exploring different stuff. It is a. It's not going to be a game that's for everyone, obviously, because of its difficulty, but if you can get over that hurdle, this is a masterpiece of a video game in terms of 
like the quality of its design in terms of being an open world that feels really content dense and lived in and like you have a really good um variety of meaningful choices about what to be going and doing mm-hmm. um yeah there is so much about this that has made me go it, it it's made me have higher expectations of a Breath of the Wild sequel going like, mm. this shows how you can do a lot of the things that I really hope that that will eventually do. Mm. Um, it's a good video game. Oh. And, like, that's just the overworld stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw a, a thing on that Let's Play where they, they found an underground bit. Yeah. That looked big. Yeah, no, that that's quite big. Um, I stumbled upon that quite quite early in the game, and... Um, spent, like, several hours. There's, like, three boss fights down there. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a shortcut that it, it'll take you to a late game area of the game and you'll just sort of pop up on the other side of the map where everything is very strong. And you're like, oh no! Yeah. Um, I, I did some proper dungeons on stream the other day where, like, I had, like, linear environments to go nice. through. Fought a Burger King wizard. <laughs> Is the best way I can describe it. Is it a wizard with like a stone face for a uh, a helmet? Right. But it looks like the Burg King. Oh, with the the rubber mask. Yeah, the rubber mask. But yeah, the rubber masked yeah. actor Burger King, but made of stone. And I got one of their masks, and now I'm having to resist just playing the game as a Burger King wizard. <laughs> <sighs> yes. This is Elden Ring's equivalent of the Moon Mask from the Nier games. Yeah, th- there's a. There's a few. I can run around with like a weird gargoyle face. I can have um apparently you can have like a little insect face you can run around with. You can spank a pot. Yeah. I I did spank that pot. So I I continue to I continue to be awed at the 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 scope of this game. Like I've played the Souls games before and usually like, you know, 50 50 60 hours first playthrough done, that seems very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know people who finished this at like 140, 150 hours first playthrough. I'm like, mm, yeah, that seems about right the more I'm learning of this. Mm. It's a big, it's a big video game. What about you? What have you been playing this week? Uh, Mostly, as your dream still. Yeah? Yeah, I'm like 40 hours into that. How, how's it going? How, how am, far in? I'm nearly up to the 30th floor. Uh, it's out of 40. 40. I was gonna say, yeah, 40. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm sort of skirting that line. Yeah. Like, I've, I think I've been there once, but it was almost like, uh, I'm nearly out of resources. Yeah. Things aren't going great for me, but. Uh... I can technically do this, but I'm not quite ready. I was here. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? Are you still enjoying it as much as you were? Um, I had a little bit of a, a, a lapse at one point. Um, I just reached a bit of a... So, there's this one creature that if you throw stuff into it, it will sometimes barf back up better items. Okay. Sometimes impossibly rare items. Okay. Uh, And I found one, because they're on the 16th, 26th, and I think 36th floors. That would make sense. Um, I threw a thing into it, I got something okay back out, and I was like, cool, I'll, I'll use that. Something else. I've got. I've got a few more items of just general crap. I've been picking up, planning yeah. to sell it in town. Uh, yep, gonna do that. And then, like the third item I got out of it before it completely ran out of magic and just fell asleep. Yeah. Um, was the best weapon in the game the train training wand? 
Okay. Um, the so the training wand is um, it's not very good on its own. It's got like one attack on it. Okay. Uh, but you can um temper it like you can with the swords. Okay. So you can power it up slowly over time. It doesn't rust uh in rust traps, oh. which is a good thing. The problem is I just got my gold sword up to like gold sword plus sixteen. I was like, yeah, mm, gonna do that's gonna be good. I was like, oh no, I've now got the best weapon in the game, but it's it's starting from absolute scratch again. Yes. Uh, I was like, okay, right, I guess I'm just booping things on the noggin with this. Um, the main good thing about it, not only that it's a staff that you can train, but um, there's a couple of different ways that your familiar can help you. Mm. Uh, one of them is they'll just do direct damage. Yeah. They'll they'll attack in their own way. They'll use their own spells. Mm. Um. Normal monster stuff, yeah. as if is they're just fighting on your side. The other thing they can do is mixture magic, right? Where they will cast a spell on you to empower your swords. Okay. Every time you swing the swords. Right. However, if you've got a wand, it's way more powerful. Okay. Yeah. Because so magic and magic. Cool. Magic plus magic plus tempering the wand. Yeah. Makes it like just ridiculous. Big, big, big hits. Absolute giant killer. De- depending on what element you happen to be infusing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I've got like two creatures trained up now. I've got my um, uh, maneuver plus block. So I've got a very, very hardy thing that um duplicates when it gets hit. Which is great, because as you go up to higher levels, it's like, I have now put my enemy in a target-rich environment. Hopefully it will attack something that doesn't matter. Yeah. Not only that, they're all, like, they can all take, like, 20 or 30 hits. Yeah. And uh, they most pe- things can only do, like, one damage to them. Yeah. So, like, for the most part, they're really, really yeah. strong. And, they... and it's just like... I've surrounded you with things that mean absolutely nothing. I'm going to keep swinging my sword and hoping yeah, for the best. Exactly. Like, you know, just the, just just distractions. All of the decoys in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been been enjoying that aspect of it and getting a bit further now. Um, I've developed the town a bit more. So mm. we've got uh, the advanced temple. Uh, I found the water medal. So the, the swimming pool's reopened. Although, epilepsy warning for that whole scene. The guy's like, yeah. so the the swimming pool starts off as this sort of muddy body of water, and you yeah. thought they'd have just drained it and cleaned the the pool out, but no, it's just muddy water. Someone bring back our water metal. Uh-huh. I, I, I mean, I guess it's a desert town, so I, I, I guess like wasting water doesn't seem like the best idea. Yeah. But I finally came back with a mortar medal, and all they did was just toss it in the water like it was like chlorine tablets. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the water's automatically cleaned up, and they're like, we're going to reopen the pool. Cool. Uh, one thing I like about the pool is you can't press the run button. The the character will do, like, a, a one-steppy and then stop completely. Like <laughs> the uh, uh, No. <laughs> I'll be good. I won't run by the pool. I won't run in the pool. But if you get in the pool and hit the run button, you'll swim really fast. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, it's, the, my one thing against the pool area is that there is a, a cool dinosaur-looking slide, but you cannot climb up it. <gasps> That's rude. Frames! Oh. Uh, like, why go to all the effort of putting the cool dinosaur the slide there if you can't slide down it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got a, pro- a proper-sized library now. Mm. Uh, we've got a racetrack. Ooh. People race 
horses. They're not horses. They're one of the monsters from from the dungeon. Uh-huh. But they're variously called horses, and I think Niles is the is the name of the the monster species. Uh-huh. Um. Gosh, what else have we got? We've got like a whole bunch of things. Oh, we've got yeah. theatre. We've got theatre now. We're very cultural. Yeah. yeah I, I've even been in a, in a stand-up comedy routine in that theatre. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm currently looking for a magical herb to help cure a girl who's um, basically bed-bound. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I'm going to make you better and then everyone in town's going to be happier. And I apparently have fans now ah. because there's like some people down by the, the pond that have set up a little stall with t-shirts of my face on it. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's some like children down by the pond who are like, oh my god, there's this character, and they're called this, and they're really cool, and they've been all the way up the monster tower, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, hello. <laughs> uh, oh my god, it's them! And then they go and hide behind a tree. Aww. <laughs> it's kind of adorable. This sounds quite adorable. Uh, um, enjoying it again so yeah. far. But uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. I think I will finally get all the way. Bit of focus. Uh, what about you? What have you played? Uh, well, we have been playing through, and we've nearly finished replaying so Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. It's so Minish. We we are in the final dungeon, yep. like right at the end of the game. We just, yep. you know, it was midnight on Sunday, and we're like, we need to sleep. Let's be behaved. At work, um, but yeah, for anyone who's not played it, this is the uh, Game Boy Advance top-down Zelda game that was developed by Capcom. Yeah, uh, one of the Capcom ones, but it's the Game uh, Game Boy Advance Capcom mm-hmm. one, as opposed um, to the Game Boy Color ones. Yeah, Link and Shrink. And that has puzzle applications. And has a, a hat friend. Yeah, talking hat friend, there's a bird hat that's maybe a wizard. Um, but like... <laughs> no, the bird hat wizard. Yeah, the wish. bird hat wizard. Um, I really enjoyed replaying through this. Yeah, it's it's the first time I've, I've gone back to it. It is certainly not the longest Zelda game in terms of like numbers of dungeons and numbers of main quests. But I remember playing it originally and yeah. being a bit disappointed with the length of it, yeah. but really enjoying my time. As I've got older, I'm now thinking, yeah, actually, this is the time I have to play yeah. a Zelda game. I very, very much appreciate a video game that you could play through in a long weekend. Yeah. Um... I do enjoy the... I, I think it's one of the more challenging Zelda games, particularly as it gets to some of its later dungeons, particularly that last dungeon before we came to the end of the game, yeah. up to the end of the game. Yeah. It's got some of the longer dungeons, which I appreciate, like, mm-hmm. lengthy... Once you're in a dungeon, you're in it for a while. Yeah, that Sky Dungeon was long. Yeah. There is a lot of overworld quest stuff to do, but a lot of it is run to run to the place... Give a person a thing, unlock a thing, go get the thing. The, because the whole Kinstone system is like, hey, uh, join this thing with this thing that you found, yeah. and the reward will probably be another one of those things. I mean, uh, yeah. So lots of NPCs at various points in the game will get a little thought bubble above their head, and they'll have half a medallion, and if you have the other matching half of the medallion that are random drops from grass or enemies and things like that, that's the right colour and shape to fit with theirs, it'll do something in the world. And some of them are more uh, in-depth rewards than others. A lot of them are where you get like the extra heart pieces towards extra heart containers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are towards like longer ongoing quests to get things like extra uh, bottles or uh, item upgrades. I 
certainly didn't dislike the system. It can be a little overwhelming at first when everyone wants these kinstones and you have very few of them. Yeah. But you reach a point like half to two thirds of the way into the game where you do have enough that most times someone asks, you can just give them one. Yeah, it also helps at this point that you can just look up a walkthrough and go, yes. what, where uh, can I go probably at this point? Yes. Or even, who have I maybe not gone and seen? Yes. And I understand that like part of the structure of how this works is probably to stretch a little extra length out of uh, what's already kind of a short Zelda game. But like, by the end of it, I was really enjoying going around doing the Kinstones. Yeah. It, it's, I think it's also sort of typical for trying to capture a lot of the gameplay at the time. Mm. Because it's got like the whole duplication thing, which is a holdover from Four Swords. Yeah. But in a solo game, it's got the collect the thing and trade it with people, mm. but without having to go outside the game or have other people. Yes. Uh, and, and I think that is sort of trying to capture, hey, do you want all of these things, but you not yeah. have all the people to do that with? Here is the experience. Yeah. It's... I will say the one error of this game that I would be a lot more forgiving of if it was faster paced is the trying to do that collection of all the figurines. Oh, God. Because, like, there is so much text every time you want to talk to the man to tell him how many shells you're going to give yeah. him, to go over to the machine, to pull the lever, to find out if it's duplicate, to go back to the man to talk to him again. Like... <laughs> if, they, if they ever do, like, an HD remaster yes. of this, I want it to just be... Put however many coins you want in the machine and yeah. pull the lever. Exactly. Um, and he'll congratulate you if it if it's yeah. a win. There's a lot of ways you could speed up that process, and this did not do it. Uh, like, he'll tell you what, how many yeah. you've got as well. How many you've got of how many? Yes. Please. Th there are there are ways there are ways you could improve you could this. But... Yeah, there's ways you could streamline that. And I feel yeah. like that's one of the ones that, if they ever did an HD yeah. remaster, that would... I mean, could be yeah. so easily taken out. I'll say this. If they do an HD port on Switch at some point, if they do like a, a Link's Awakening type deal, mm -hmm. if you could do as you suggested and just like go to the machine, tell the machine how many shells to put in, get the result, keep going. Yeah. Just set up a turbo button. Just have it just mash a single shell each time. <laughs> be like, I'm just going to go have dinner and come back to this. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we playing this on the stream deck? Yeah. Uh, we were playing this on the on the Steam Deck. This was not the, the Steam Deck, no, not the Elgato Stream. No, this is the first time I've like played extended amounts of Steam Deck on the TV using like a Bluetooth controller, mm -hmm. using it as like a thing to you know pop a emulated thing up on the telly, mm -hmm. and it worked really well for that. I think Went really well. Uh, we had a little bit of fiddliness initially with um, setting up a Switch Pro controller. Yeah, so the first we tried an, an, a a third party Switch controller that just didn't pair. But the the official it Pro controller we we got somewhere. Oh with yeah, it, and just, then yeah. you were like, okay, we'll try this other Switch controller. Yeah, and then we had the same problem with it, and then you fiddled yeah. around with yet more things, and eventually yes. got it working. Yeah, so the Steam Deck recognised it like pretty pretty quickly, and like remembered it between sessions. There was a bit of like, okay, tell RetroArch how this controller works for this game. Stop fast forwarding everything. Yeah, clearly like some button had been like 
set to be the toggle for fast forward game. I suspect it was because we were using the D-pad rather than the analog sticks. Quite possibly, yeah. But um, yeah, once once we had it set up, that was a really nice way to yeah. play a Game Boy Advance game on were TV together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to finish that off, and I really enjoy yeah. Minish Cap. It's a really neat game. It's another good one. Yeah. yeah. Another one on the list of Zelda games we're working our way through. Making our way through Zelda's. Yeah, what about you? Did you play anything else this week? Uh, we played some Tapestry with the Plots Employees expansion. Oh, yes! Yeah, so we've talked about Tapestry before. It's a civilization-building game from yeah. Stegmaier Games. You have uh, four tracks around the board based on uh, military and science exploration and technology. Yeah. And you sort of, there will be interactions yeah. between certain things. You're trying to uh, fill up a capital city board and you'll get various rewards for that. And yeah. also you have like a main map in the middle to explore and, yeah. and move over. And what did this expansion add? Uh, little tokens on the board to tell you which... Uh, buildings had already been taken that's from the just various an, That's just a nice quality of life update there. That's why I, part, part of why I really wanted Plans Employees is because a lot of it is quality of life and refinement over the base game. Mm. Um, there were counter-attack cards in the tapestry yes. um, deck. I don't know if you got any of those. I did. I didn't get a chance to use them, but... Uh... That's because we didn't attack each other. Yeah, so... In the base game, if you try and take someone over and they essentially use a nope card to stop, to, to, to flip the battle, it's a trap. you've got no counter to that, but now there's a like a, a counter to the counter. Yep. Which is like, hmm, okay, yeah. do I want to do this? Do, I appreciated I... knowing it was there. It, it also sort of brings a lot more uh, trepidation to like violence in that game. Like, I, I think so, dare, yeah. Dare I go for the thing? Because they yeah. might have some way of completely getting around me. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting yeah. and, and f- fun way of doing things. Uh, we got the uh, blueprints cards. So there was a, once you have fulfilled this thing, you have this building. Yeah, and that's a unique condition, and you can see the building and what shape it is up front, and you know what condition you would have to meet for you as an individual to get that building. You're not trying to, like, fight with the other player for it. You can you can plan uh, the rest of your layout on your capital city map, where that's going to go right from the yeah. beginning, rather than going, oh, I may or may not get this card from... Or this building from somewhere else on the board. Mm. This is absolutely mine. I can design around it completely. I know yeah. what I'm doing. And I thought that was really cool as well. You were using one of the advanced uh, capital cities. Yes, it was an un- underground one, the caverns. And the gimmick was that rather than putting the buildings wherever I wanted, I had to fill in um, the the top set of places I could put buildings in order to put buildings in the rows below and then below that. I had to sort yeah. of methodically work down, but I got more points per row that I went down than I would usually do. Yeah, so it's three by three. Uh, it's uh, a nine by nine uh, grid normally, yep. uh, divided into three by threes like a Sudoku. Uh, yeah. But uh, you had to start with those top three rows before you yeah. could sort of move I, down. I had more limited placement options, but in exchange I got more points for placing things down within those limitations. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. I, I very much enjoyed that. It was an additional level of challenge to where I placed things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at my advanced one and was like, I don't think so. I don't think this will... Yeah. I, ha- I, I was going to try a thing that time and I tried it out and I did def- I'm definitely glad I did because that that uh, the, the one I got as my advanced was like, no, I don't think that's going to fit my 
my yeah. plan. But yeah, I had, I had a really good time playing that. We are definitely getting better at it. Our yeah. scores are like going up astronomically. I mean, that's always the thing when you play a board game a few times. Like, mm-hmm. I know people who go, I've played that board game, I don't need to play it again, I've done it now. It's like, no, the, the fun comes in going, where did I, where could I have done better last time? Let's do I, new things. I mean, uh, we have friends that play Wingspan, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, they'll play, like, a couple of games a weekend. They have played literally hundreds of games of, of yeah. Wingspan. Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I, I get it, like, how you can perfectly refine that, but they are not people to play Wingspan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying that, and uh, I think they've done a, a really good job, and those new buildings are adorable. I like the monolith. Yeah, Space building! <laughs> uh, what else have you played? Uh, the last thing I've played is I've played the uh, the demo for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, oh, which that is, looks adorable. Yeah, coming to Switch later this month, it is a sort of pseudo... Uh, it's a 3D environment Zelda game. It's not like particularly hugely open. Kirby. Um, yep, what did I say? Zelda. <laughs> oh no, leave it. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a Kirby game that like the best comparison I can make to its level design is uh, Super Mario 3D World on like the Wii U, in that it is open-ish linear environments. You're going essentially down one ultimate path from start to finish mm-hmm. but there is a sort of width of ways you can go explore in different paths and they all sort of reconverge back in and go down the linear path mm. um kirby not quite swallowing things as a mechanic um kirby has no gag reflex <laughs> i i think i've ultimately fallen on the position of the ones where kirby swallows the entire object are fine the ones where part of the object is sticking out the mouth are weird. And I'm having to get used to them. So um, drinks machine, yes. Yes. Traffic cone, no. Yeah, because like traffic cone, half the tra- the front of the traffic cone is still sticking out the front of the mouth. Just get your, your, your top lip around the rest of the traffic cone. We'll be fine, Kirby. Yeah. Um. Like, I get the car because the wheels have to be on the ground spinning and they can't do that inside Kirby. But like, it's... It's... It's weird. <laughs> that being said, the mechanics actually are really fun to use. Um, the the gameplay mechanics it opens up are very satisfying, and I I joke about the weirdness. It it did not take long at all to go, you know what? Yeah, I've just completely internalized this as a thing. Sure, why not? <laughs> very quickly got over it. Um, the art style is beautiful. The art style is beautiful. It's a gorgeous Typically game. Typically vibrant. Yep. Uh, lots and lots of hidden collectibles around levels, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are difficulty modes. Like, from right, the beginning, you yeah. don't have to complete it multiple times. Yeah, at least if this demo is representative, right from the start, you have access to a harder difficulty mode. Uh, the first boss fight that is in the demo is a reasonable challenge. Like it's 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 on hard mode. It is a decently like oh I have to I have to pay attention. I gotta I gotta be you know thinking about this. Plus, if you're thinking about getting it and you haven't played the demo yet, there are codes that unlock in the demo that will open things yeah. in Okay. Uh, the demo has co-op. The co-op person plays as a Waddle Dee. They don't get to use any of the uh, other powers from other creatures, but they've got a pretty good moveset, but they are definitely the second tier character. Um, 
the camera doesn't do a lot of like zooming out to allow both to be on screen. If the I waddle... remember that kind of yeah, if the waddle dee goes too far away from Kirby, they just get teleported back to Kirby. Um, but I'm I'm glad the thing's there. I'm very excited to play this. It looks fun and charming and cute, and I'm very excited to explore this little world. Yeah, yeah. You played anything else this week? That is everything I've played. <gasps> well then, time for this. Oh, come up, come over here, come oh, over here. Where you go? Oh, oh, okay. So, um, uh, you're not busy right now, are you? Because I've been playing, a, I've been playing a little game here, and I wanna. Yeah, I mean, this is fine. Okay, okay. So we got, we got the trade, we, we got the trademark database. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I like to call this game, and I, I do this when I'm, 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 I'm having some quiet time, and yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah, in between yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, trademark renewal roulette. Oh. So uh, we get. We uh, we get we get the whole database here yeah. of just all the trademarks, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just going to start scrolling. I'm going to close my eyes. Uh, you say when? Uh, when? Okay, okay. Uh, oh, Silent Hill trademark. Oh yeah. What if I that, got, that? What if that got renewed? Uh, there we go. Oh, there we go. It's been renewed. I wonder if people on the internet might assume it means something. Hang on. Let's have a look. Screen capture. Sock Puppet account. Just found out the Silent Hill trademark's been renewed. Wonder what that's all about. Main account retweet. Maybe new game question mark quote tweet. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Watch him go. See, that's the thing. Look, no matter well, what, look, no matter what you find on this big old database, if yeah. you renew, if you just click renew, just, just click renew. Oh, the internet loves it. We get okay, racist. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll have a go. Have a go. Okay. Spinning. Uh, spinning. Stop. Eternal darkness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this uh, is fun. Screen grab. Oh, oh, let me have a go. Let me have a go. Right, right, right. Oh, F0. Oh, F0. Oh. That is just the time for that. Oh, I know, right, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's been just long enough. Okay, one more, one more, one more, one more. Right, right, right. Uh, stop. Mega Man. Oh, it's barely stopped. What? Are they, oh, well, they're gonna they're gonna go wild working that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I know, right? It yeah. passes the time. It does. Have you not seen your friends recently? <sighs> Winter's like this. Have you not communicated much with the people you care about? It's hard when it's dark out. Has it been a while and now you're worried that it's been too long and also you're generally worried about being a bit of an inconvenience? Oh god, everyone I've ever liked hates me, oh. Do you think about these people quite a lot and wish there was some way you could just be like, blip, I care about you and love you and uh, I hope that you're doing okay, but also I don't have the spoons to communicate in any meaningful way. Oh god, yes. Then try our new app. It's called I Constantly Worry I'm Bothering People and I'm Bad at Communication, so here's an app, maybe. Try it today, if you like. No no pressure, if, if, if not. You just pre- press the button on the app of the the friend of friend face. You press it, and it's like, I thought about you. And oh. then if, if they want, they can log into the app and be like, Oh, my friend thought about me. I appreciate that, even though they're not a great communicator, they, they, they wanted to... Do a thing in a way that oh. showed they actually do care. Blip. Oh, oh I, I, someone did. Someone did care about Yay. me. I appreciate that. Oh. That's. I constantly worry that I'm bothering people and I'm bad at communication. So here's an app, maybe. Maybe. 
So, <gasps> what have you put in your eyes? Oh, well, we watched a thing together. We watched everything together this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, where should we? Where should we start? Should we? Start with the small thing and work up to the bigger thing. Why not? Start yeah. With uh, start with the, We'll start with the small and we'll work up. Okay. Well, we watched another episode of Severance. Yeah. Oh boy, that show is. Oh, oh that show. <laughs> like, uh, what's happening? Yeah, go. yeah. This is one of those shows that had the whole thing been there, we would one hundred percent have binged it. Mm-hmm. Like this is an incredibly tense, cliffhangery, bingeable show. Oh, oh yes. it's getting so good. It is. I'm genuinely curious where the hell that thing is going. Yeah, I, I am really, really, really enjoying the mystery, and I hope that whatever the payoff or the ending point of this season is is satisfying, because right now it is like. One of the most recommendable things I've seen in a long time. Yes. Like, uh, trigger warning for uh, end of episode three or episode four, was it? Uh, end of episode three, beginning of episode four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for suicide. Um, yeah. But y- yes, it is an absolutely fascinating show. Yeah, it I've is. I've been absolutely enjoying it. it even it, if it is a bit... It is very, very dark. well-handled horror. Yes. Um, it's it's one of those things where I, I've been trying to work out what, what how to how to talk about it. Um, a lot of times when you watch something like an episode of Black Mirror, you end up going, "Cool, interesting concept, maybe flawed delivery." You got exactly as much out of an hour of that idea as you could have done, and there probably wasn't anywhere it could go. Mm. This has done a really good job of like really really sticking with one core. Mm. horror sci-fi tech concept and really digging into it in a way that doesn't feel like it's treading water. Like, Mm. it doesn't feel like it's retreading ground. It's got a lot to say on its one thing. Oh, yeah. But, like, there's layers to it as well. Beyond the the core concept, there's a lot going on in that There's a lot of other things happening. There is a lot of... I'm, I'm, again, really enjoying the humour. There's a lot of, like... There's a lot of heart. There's a lot of really lovely character bonding going on mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's not eternally grimdark and yeah. it's that whole thing of um people people who have backgrounds in comedy are really good at doing horror using little bits of levity as part of that equation Looking like you jordan peele i mean jordan peele is the example of it yeah. like, the very good example but like yeah comedy people know how to how to they're very compatible wheelhouses mm-hmm. Yep, you can see you can really dive into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a fascinating show, and you can download that. <sighs> yep, yep, you can. We'll be saying that about a few things this week, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, what about you? Uh, we watched the latest second episode of Picard. That... That's settling into its its arc for this season, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um. This is very definitely a different energy to season one. Yep. yep. Uh, ep- episode two, real fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He- here's what I will <laughs> say about episode two of season two of Picard. Um, there was a point in that second episode where I was like, this is a lot. I'm kind of glad that it seems like we're going to be moving on to something else by episode three. Yes. And then episode two ends and I'm like, oh no, we're, oh, oh, are we staying here for a while? Oh no. Oh no. I, I, I say that, it, I, I'm excited and like, I, genuinely fascinated. Yeah. It's good. 
if it sticks around with, with episode two's whole concept, it's gonna be an intense season. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it doesn't shy away from its metaphors. It, no, no, it doesn't. No, no it doesn't. It wears them on its mm. sleeve. Yes, like like a little like a yeah. little. <laughs> it um. It sure isn't afraid to take swings at what the world will be like just a few years from now. Mm, mm, yes, that choice of year was uh, interesting, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they were wrong to pick that mm, the year they did that. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, if you're into Trek, uh, yes. If you, if you enjoyed the first season of Picard, also yes. It, it's definitely good. It's definitely good Star Trek. You, episode two, you will very quickly go, do I feel up to this being a thing for a while? <laughs> right now. Yeah, because you, you're going to have to go in with the right... You're going to have to know you're ready to watch it. Mm, yeah, I can see this being a bit much for, I, for some people. I can, I can see there might be occasionally like, mm, t- mm, today's not the day for this. No, yeah, yeah. absolutely, but... <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, I, it's it's intense, but it, I I I have enjoyed it so far. I am very much enjoying it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, should we talk about the big one? Talk about the big one, the big furry one. Yeah, the big furry one that you can download. You can download you, it. You could not put money into certain corporations' pockets. Yeah. Uh, Turning red. Yeah. Released. It's an amazing film. Yeah, really good, really good film that you can download. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and to the people who've said we shouldn't be praising Disney for what was it six seconds of two <laughs> yes. girls voguing together, um, just remember how like a lot of the artists at Pixar have talked yes. about how yeah we made this thing it was really really queer and we sent it to Disney and they sent it back with six seconds of two girls voguing yeah <laughs> yeah so not, not that specific thing but like they yeah the artists have talked a lot about. Yes. We put this thing in, yes. and, and it came back P- not that. Pixar okay. have talked pretty openly about the fact that they keep trying to put gay shit in, and um, Disney keep not letting them, which is shitty. Well, given how much the money they've been given to uh, anti-queer yes. stuff recently... So, yeah, yeah, don't 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 financially support them, but we'll talk about this film that you could download. Yeah, um, it's available to download. Yeah. It? So this is a Pixar animated film about a 13-year-old girl who, when her emotions get too strong in any given direction, she transforms into a... Giant red panda. Giant red panda. Um, I really appreciated this film's unashamed perspective on teenage girlhood. Mm-hmm. It is a re- it's really nice to see a film that is unapologetically emotionally intense without in- at any point like deriding that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it the best way I can describe it is it feels like a film made by a director where you're like, oh, you were thirteen and reading Inuyasha fan fiction, huh? <laughs> like very specifically, it's the you were turning thirteen just as fan fiction became a thing. Sort of energy that like it's sort of set that era as well, huh? Cause, yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, early two thousands. So it's like you've just got enough internet to be reading stories about yourself insert kissing a fox demon. But no, but like, like even so, like I remember the whole concept of just yeah. like 
oh, I'm, I'm a teenager now. I just I doodle yeah, all yeah. my imaginings. Yeah. So it it is a story that on the surface is kind of a story about, about um, teenage estrogen puberty and the expectations societally placed on don't don't feel the emotions that estrogen if you're menstruating you. yeah don't don't let that do yeah, thing don't you know, we can't let it it feels like the 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 gross men that are like you we can't let a woman be president because what if she sets off the nukes when she's on her period like, I mean, have you seen some of the reviews for this film? Yeah, right. That's like, exactly what they think yeah. this is. And like, yeah, it's, it's it is a film that, on a very surface level, like it's it's very it's a film that's very <clears throat> critical of the idea that um, women and girls should have to emotionally suppress themselves in order to be acceptable, alongside obviously like very specifically Asian family dynamics around perfectionism, like quite specifically, but I really like the supporting cast of characters in this. The group of friends are great. They're lovely. They're so supportive. Yeah. Like, even when, like, there are things that are not perfect amongst the group, they are quick to forgive and, you know, just talk things over and and they have a lot of fun together in a really sweet way. It... This is going to be a very weird comparison to make, but it reminded me of the core female friendship in the horror film Jennifer's Body. Haven't seen it. Uh, it is a somewhat of a satire on um, horror stuff, and a big part of what it does is it has its main two characters who other uh, high school comedies would have, uh, set things would have put as, like, the very popular girl and the nerdy girl who clearly hate each other and are enemies. Oh, okay. But it's like, hey, just they're very different, but they get, like, they aren't directly placed in opposition. Mm-hmm. The core friend group here kind of had that same vibe in that they were all very different to each other, but that was never a source of conflict. It was, we have our own things, but we have our things that we share, and it's okay for us to be very different people that have a core shared interest. In in a 90s noughties drama, they all would have been in separate cliques. Yeah, whereas here it's like, look, we're all very different people, but we do all share this very one hot, hot boy band that we all very like, and that's enough to... And and also perving on the guy who works behind yeah. the counter at the yeah. convenience store. It, yeah, it. This feels like a really nice antithesis to so many because we there are so many teenage boy coming of age oh, yeah. stories yep. that go with the occasionally occasionally they're a little bit a little bit too pervy and like, occasionally they're making bad decisions and that whole energy and and that, uh, you know. The whole, all of a sudden, we cannot talk to women, they have become an alien species. And, like, yeah, this this film is great. I love its expressive um, facial animations in particular. Very expressive face work. It kind of reminded me of, um, like, uh, the Peanuts movie. They did a 3D Peanuts movie. Yeah. Um, Like, the the character designs in that. Yeah, there, there were moments this reminded me animation-wise of something like the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yes. In terms like, of that, like... palette-wise. Yeah, palette-wise, these sort of exaggerated, um, freeze-framed... We're gonna, we're gonna completely deform the proportions for just a second to mm-hmm. really sell an emotion. Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of the pacing felt very similar. Yeah. In yeah. terms of, like, 
it's it's the way it moved through its tone setting. It's I'm not going to explain why, but the pink smoke effects. Yes, I really loved like the volumetrics on that. That was just yeah. beautiful. Um, like just the backgrounds are really beautiful and detailed. Yeah. We are getting to a nice period for 3D movies. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's really nice seeing a uh, a movie that borrows so heavily from the colour palettes of female-focused 90s anime. Mm -hmm. There are some shots that are, like, lifted colour for colour from things like uh, very pivotal Sailor Moon scenes. Yeah, I've seen people it's, doing side-by-side -side comparisons. Yeah, it's, it's nice seeing those very recognisable touchstones get the sort of love that a lot of the more ma male-aimed contemporaries have done for years. Mm -hmm. Like... This film's real good. I, like I, I don't message. understand all the people who are like, oh, I, I can't relate to this because you would have to be a, a child in the mid-2000s in Canada at, at oh. this exact period. It's like, I relate to this. Yeah. I'm a white trans girl from yeah. South like, London. I've seen people who've tried to boil this film down to its period metaphor, the movie. And I'm like, no, I feel like... A lot of what's going on here is very relatable. Like, I found a lot of it very relatable from the perspective of someone who went through estrogen puberty at a completely different time to everyone around me. Mm -hmm. And that sort of everything is exciting and scary and I feel like I'm the only one experiencing this. And full of in, emotions. In my peer group, plus there's emotions everywhere mm -hmm. and I have to keep those controlled. And, you know, the re... Like, as a, as a trans... I'm not allowed to act like a teenager. Exactly. Because I'm yeah. 30. I'm going through second puberty in my 20s. I'm yeah. not allowed to act like a teenager right now, even though I have all of the hormones telling me to act like a teenager. Yeah. And I must And keep... I'm trying to work it all out again. Yeah. And i got to keep that all held down to yeah, a degree. absolutely. Like, that is a very relatable thing. Yeah. That's like, yeah, there's a lot more nuance to this than it's... It's period film. And and also, like, not to go into spoiler territory, but, like, um... <sighs> Firstly, a very overbearing parent. Yes. Um, the, the way that parent maybe got to how they are. Yes. Uh, some of that, like, obviously not yeah. going to explore much of that, but, like... There were there were things that were hinted at, and we were all we were both sat in, sat there like watching it, just going, "Oh, it was probably something like this, or maybe something like this, or something like this." Yeah. Like, well, what happened that made this thing happen, uh, and led to these yeah. actions? The aunties who are simultaneously like really super positive to see you, but also there's like a weird adult strictness around them. Yeah. Uh, super like controlling matriarch of the family and the grandmother yes. who kind of reminds me of my granny yeah, who's a Jehovah's it's... Witness mm -hmm. um, like that kind of like I control the yeah. family blah blah um, blah the I guess you would say antagonist of the end of the like of the last act very well reasoned why the final set piece would be the way it was I thought mm -hmm. that was very well set up and yeah it's just a good wholesome good wholesome film uh there i have seen some arguments against it or some people yeah. that have had some problems with it and in reasonable ways yeah so the first one was uh the discussions around 
ah, period. You are big. You, this is your path. This is your gateway into womanhood. It's yeah. like, let's not forget that some people. Firstly, the main character is 13. Yeah. And some people start periods as young as eight or nine. Yes. So let's not get into that narrative. Yeah. Abs- absolutely agree with that. And the other one I saw was um, some people talking about the whole, um, again, without getting into spoilers, the uh, conversion therapy aspect of it. Yeah. That people have struggled with. Yes. And I absolutely yeah. understand I, that. I, I don't think that is necessarily a flaw of the film, but it is certainly something that will be more of a struggle for some viewers than others yes. because if, of an if that accidental is that, parallel. Yes, if that is something that resonates yeah. with you, you will absolutely get that vibe yeah. from it. There are points in this that, through no fault of the film, may parallel things that could be traumatic if you have an experience with conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. But... It's beautifully animated, yeah. it's beautifully coloured, it's a wonderful story with wonderful characters. I And I yeah. really hope that this team gets more projects greenlit, because I would love to see more yeah. things yeah. by this... these people who clearly yeah. write and make a good story. Yeah, well, this is this is two for two, as, as I understand it, for this director's track record, because she the, the only other thing prior to this she'd um, been full director on was... Um, the short film Bow, which is oh, another yeah. Pixar animated yeah. one that was before, I can't remember what film it was before, but absolutely beautiful, movingly done, like very powerful storytelling. She's got a real talent, and I really hope that she's allowed to helm more stuff because she's got real talent. Yeah. Uh, but, and also all the artists and yeah, yeah. Uh, character designers, like this, they, this is they a, have done a beautiful yeah. job, and I hope they continue to get good work oh, doing oh the food shots in this <laughs> look there is a high quality bar for impressive mouth-watering fake fictional food like, pixar does it well this film does it incredibly yeah like like this this blows stuff like um, i've seen people talk about the anime food wars before but like mm-hmm. this fucking blows it out the water this is ridiculous oh yeah it's stunning oh that i've food. never seen lettuce glitter like that in <laughs> yeah th- mm. Mm-hmm. There is some beautiful yeah. food in this film. I, I'm very glad this film exists. Yeah. You could download it. You could download it and <laughs> maybe find ways to support it that doesn't involve Disney. Yeah. Yeah, because fuck Disney. Disney, do better. You're supposed mm. to be the happiest place on Earth. Mm. You're making Florida I... more Florida. Look, they they are a huge corporation that is fighting tooth and nail to not lose control of copyright and basically trying to keep copyright law extended, and Republicans are much more willing to side with them on extending copyright law, and... uh, Maybe if they were more creative rather than trying to suck the blood out of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, right! Maybe if they made more things like Turning Red. Yeah! And less things like money in the pockets of anti-LGBT politicians. Mm. Maybe less of that and more Definitely not that. that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch anything else this week? I feel like yes, maybe. <laughs> but Turning Red was the high point, I'll be honest. Oh, I watched the Ms. Marvel trailer. Oh, I've not seen it yet. Tell me about it. How, how be it? Um, 
I mean, it's it's still early days. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, there are lots of fun scenes of Kamala dressed up in um, um, Hope. Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, yes. Costumes. Uh, yes. Um, there's lots of scenes of her like geeking out, sort of in fangirl yeah. ways. There's scenes that I like feel like they're lifted directly from the comic book of like sitting on top of like the roof and stuff. Yeah. Um don't know too much about yeah. how we're gonna go exactly about it, but like yeah. it seems really fun. I enjoyed the the way they've done her uh, like stretchy limb powers. Hmm. I it's... was curious about that. Yeah. So rather than just like, oh her arm do big weird stretchy rubberized probably in bad 3D it's almost like um, like neon lights around it in sort of um, blue and pink, funnily enough. It's got sort of weird bi-lighting on it, um, but it looks really cool. It's like, it's a I, fist shape and it sort of shoots out. And he, like, it's it's the side. main thing I'm curious to see. So I'm assuming what all we've seen here is she do a punch and fist big. She do a punch and fist big. So in the comics, her power is a lot more. She can make her entire self larger or smaller. Yeah, I think we are going to see that and... too. But that yeah. will be slightly different from it's... I just needed a punch. Yeah, because yeah, I'm curious about how they're going to keep that power feeling consistent. And I'll say I've not seen the trailer yet. Do you know much about the story of like where what Miss Marvel stories tend to start with? Uh I don't know. Generally, I w- I have read the first. Four or five Miss Marvel comic books. Yeah, like the volumes yeah. rather than the issues. So, the general, yeah. This, I'm, I'm very curious she if finds they... a pod thing and gets Marvel powers. Yeah, I'm very curious if they're going to do this with the the Inhumans route, where they like this is their equivalent of the uh, the um their sort of mutant equivalent thing that goes on. Um, we'll we'll see. I'm very excited to see what they do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's nicely shot. Um, I'm looking very, very much looking forward to seeing one of my favourite Marvel characters. Yeah. I give me Squirrel Girl. I was gonna um, say, I feel like if this does well, they could, they could do Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl feels like way less difficult. I feel like we're working along the path that could eventually lead to Squirrel Girl. I, I, I feel like the reason they would probably hold off on Squirrel Girl is the same reason that Deadpool hasn't appeared yeah. in the main MCU because they're both amazingly powerful. I feel like you introduce Squirrel Girl in a TV series off doing a separate side thing. She's babysitting. Yeah. For the West Coast Adventures or whichever yeah. one it was. I, I feel like you set up a lot of the pieces so that she can go have side stories with those characters later. Yeah, like... Because I feel like we might be getting Galactus at some point in the main MCU. I feel like Galactus is our next big bad. It's, I feel like that's... Well, I, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure that... Um, oh, uh, Kang, 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 yeah. Kang the Conqueror. We're going Kang the Conqueror, which is then going to... You, you go Kang the Conqueror up to Galactus tends to be yeah. there. <laughs> but if we introduce yeah. Squirrel Girl by that point, how, 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 how we do if we can just be like, Squirrel Girl, can you just go and have a word? Just, <laughs> just have a word. Yeah. I mean, you've run into the same thing that you do with having to put Captain Marvel somewhere off doing something else for a while. Yeah. 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 
But like, I I'm glad we're getting more more of the like modern Marvel stuff yes. rather than the here are the characters yeah. we've had forever and they've been rebooted and redone well, various times. Yeah. But like, also we're gonna get more of the superpower women. We're gonna get yeah. more of the the newer stuff that's yeah. just a bit more interesting. More non-white people. Yeah. We've had this weird thing with Marvel where it has been very... We had the stuff that had been around forever at the start of the MCU because that was the only stuff they hadn't sold off because no one wanted to buy it because no one really cared about it. And then that became the biggest thing in the world and therefore they had to stick with it. And they wanted to move from there into their big franchises they no longer owned yeah. and that became a problem. And now we've, we've, we're finally working around that enough that they're like, okay, we sorted that. Now the new well, stuff. Well, now that they own X-Men again, it's going to yeah. be a lot easier. I mean, look, I feel like very soon we're going to get the X-Men and Deadpool and all of that shit's going to be back playing around in the same... Yeah, and I Ooh. hope we get more, like, R-rated superhero stuff, yeah. because, I mean, Venom's been, what, kind of PG-13? Yeah. I, I don't actually know what it's rated, because I don't really think about ratings anymore. Yeah. Um, Do all to care. Uh, but, like... More of that, more like dead Deadpool stuff, like more comic books for adults. Yeah. But not necessarily in really juvenile ways. Yeah. But yeah, like and and not having to go really dark and gritty like yeah. uh like DC stuff. Mm. That said, I am curious about the Batman, even though I, I I have said several times I'm completely giving up on DC. So as much as I agree with that sentiment, I've heard very positive things about this being a slightly more introspective Batman that's a bit more like, hey, let's let's be a bit critical of the whole Batman formula, huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued. Yeah, have you watched anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Oh, I got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you? Oh, they're back again. Oh, uh, well, let me have a... Oh... Oh, them again. Them again. How many How many times have we ignored I don't know. My now? inbox is full of them. Like, I'm pretty sure I've had, like, we had the email, the follow-up to check you missed it, the, okay, just checking out one final time and I'll leave you alone if you're still not interested after yeah, this. Yeah, we're not harassing you, yeah. honest, because we said so. Yeah, and then they start a new email thread and start it over from the beginning of the playbook again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh. Like, uh, you that you can click to unsubscribe, but that just takes you to the subscribe page, and there's no yeah. way to remove yourself. I, yeah, it's because mm. like the, you you can't reply to them because yeah. it's an unmonitored inbox. And look, I wouldn't mind if they were at least like say like saying some money or something, but it's just hello, advert. I, well, also, I don't want this product. No, like. If it was something I genuinely used a lot yeah. of, then if you're sponsored by Rubik's Cubes. I mean... Cool, send us some freebies. I mean, look, there, there, there are some... You're sponsored are by s- Slime for reasons. There are some sponsors that if they show up, I'll go, you know what? what? Yeah. That's the thing I use. Give Maybe I'll... Cash. You Do know. you need a kilo of slime? Exactly. Come on down to Slime Hut. R us placeness thing. Exactly. And enter the code Q and PS two oh five, but no, but I not, don't care not about that, not them. No. 
No. And like, here's the thing, I would email them back and say, no, I'm not interested, but at that point they'll know that I'm there. It's like, trick-or-treaters are at the door and you turn off all the lights, you're like, I'm not home. We saw the lights go out, we know you're home. No. I mean, it's my public email address, they know I'm home, but no. No. That company, if you're listening to this, if you claim to be listening to this, even though you keep referring to me in emails as Stoned (laughs) Monkey Radio and not either of our names. Yeah, hey, hey, you know how you're such a fan? (laughs) You're such a big fan of the show? Mm. Um, Here's the password. Banana fritter. If you email me with that password, I'll know you listen. Otherwise, you can stick your spoon right up your ass. <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I've been looking at uh, those brand partnerships we got on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we made a brand deal a while ago with that... Uh, the game about the wizards. Oh, like wizard game, yeah. The, yeah. With, the, with the billionaire. Yeah, yeah, the one with the uh, the shouty billionaire one. The um, billionaire brings us yeah, another bing, billion dollars. Exactly. They've well, proven that they can get a yeah. billion dollars. Yeah, which is why that. we did the, the deal, because, yeah. you know, they can bring us a billion dollars. It's great. Um, I love a billion dollars. Yeah, but since we signed that deal, they have made the internet a bit angry. The internet I mean, does not I'm, like them now. I mean, the internet didn't really like them when we initially signed the contract. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely, it wasn't quite as uh, big at the time, but uh, yeah, it's it's becoming quite like any time we bring the game up, it, it gets brought up. So, we got a couple of options. And right, I want to, pres- I'm, I'm going to present them from least likely to most likely, I think. Right, okay. So, uh, we could acknowledge that it's a thing and go here is our statement in response to uh, the beliefs of the person you don't like i feel like that's a no-go right yeah i mean that's not gonna work people will expect material change from us and yeah you know. like you know we can't like cut ties or be critical that's that that's consequences we don't that's like consequences those. and also a billionaire exactly i, I like the billionaire to like me I like the billionaire to like me, and I'd like them to generate me another billion dollars. Exactly. So, second option. Right. We ignore everyone being angry. We just I mean, ignore that it's happening. We do that a lot. Yeah, we, we just we just we just keep it. marketing the game as if there is no controversy. It's just it's the game. What what is a controversy? Exactly, exactly. And I think people like, enjoy you know, wizards, right? Yeah, and I feel like this probably will work. The internet's right. memory is like totally shit. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 maybe we just, uh, we do a brand deal with a, a caffeine beverage and, um, you know, before people know it, yeah, they have that thing. So, I, I got a third option. I think right. this might be even better. Right. We go all in. All because in. the billionaire, right. right now, not a lot of people, you know, queuing up to work with the billionaire right now. No. So what if we go, hey... We're your only friends. Yeah, we will, like, really go all in. We will do, like, dedicated uh, live streams showing off right. your game yeah, yeah, for yeah. you. We'll, uh, you know, do marketing promotions. We'll set up, like, a live-action set piece you can watch. Oh, we could do one like, of those Twitch partnerships where we get one yeah. of those uh, streamers all the kids are watching uh, who have absolutely no morals and who are yeah. terrible terrible uh you know life lesson to the kids but somehow parents just let them w- watch that yeah, nonsense yeah. and uh you know they they don't care and their audience doesn't care so exactly. we'll just do we'll say you can have early access to the code and you know yeah 
I, I think we go so all in. We Balls make we, we act like this is the biggest video game we've ever had our hands on. Yeah. We go so aggressive that the mm, people who mm. complain don't even bother complaining because they're like, "Yeah, you're all in. We we that's we're not changing that. It's not yeah. like you're you know. If we make it clear we're not flip flopping on the fence, we are siding with the billionaire. Maybe they'll stop shouting at us. Maybe you are a fucking genius. I hope so. <laughs> so, <gasps> what have you put in your ear? a lot in my ears this week let me find what i don't know we listened to four and a half hours of the civilization six soundtrack i mean we did there was a point in it where i went is that that bit of russian music that they turned into the tetris theme yeah it was it was i can't remember what it's called i used to know um but yeah like there's lots of sort of classical music bits in there uh and then that ticked over to the civ 5 soundtrack so we, we we played Tapestry for a while, and th- then we played another, like, world-building, yeah. engine-building game, but we don't talk about that, so... <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it was it was good background music for we are doing a big civilization game. Yeah, the world is happening. Give us a cross-section of the sound of the world happening. Yeah, and, and at four hours, you can... You could do good background OST yeah. for a while. Yeah. It's, it's nicely orchestrated in places where, where that is the case. And yeah, I think I think they did a good job. Good job, music people. Indeed. What about you? Uh, I listened to a new piece of music that I thought was really good. I want to mention. It was a track called D&D plus Asexuality. Uh, I forgot to note down the, 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 the artist, but I can find them right now, uh, Critical Failures is the name of the artist. Uh-huh. Um, off, uh, sorry, Skull Puppies is the artist off of the album Critical Failures. Um, it is an acoustic guitar track about an, uh, an ace person working through self-discovery and their attempts to find love that can centre around non-sexual stuff. Like, I just want, I just want someone to play D&D with... Don't really worry, wonder, worry about that genital stuff. Just want to have someone to hang out with, but like really good hang out with. Yeah, yeah, really good hang out with. It's it's a very nice track. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. What about you? Did you listen to anything? Um, that was it. I listened to a few bits of classic music from my um from my MP3s that are saved on my phone. Uh, Talpa going home. Oh yeah, uh, which is a like seven or eight minute long um, Psytrance track. It's just mm. it's it's it evolves beautifully over the time. It is a little bit pony trance in places, <laughs> but it's trance, so yes, it's got that beat. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a nice journey to go on and Yay. very upbeat and lively and enthusiastic. Uh, Lindsay Sterling, Crystallize. Oh, yeah. Uh, beautiful bit of uh, dubstep with some lovely violin mel- melody played over the top. Um, gosh, what else? Oh, Gentleman's Dub Club. Dub oh. Club. High grade? <gasps> if the truth be told. I'm a sucker for that high, high grade. Absolutely. Uh, the Offspring, the kids aren't all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kid Casino, everybody. Which everybody. is uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> everybody has me here. I know. Uh, a good bit of a uh, glitch hop, uh, knife party bonfire. Uh, mm. Some good stuff. The nos- nostalgia dubstep remix of Knights of Sidonia. 
it's 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 very very growly dubstep um Uh the barton baker remix of the kitten and the hip cover of thrift store or thrift shop um is good um in a sort of electro swingy kind of way um things i am willing to mention the name of (laughs) there's several artists in this collection who um have since haven't been deleted yet yes um have since turned out not to be good recommendations looking at you bass nectar Uh, that's everything. Yeah, that's everything for me. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Men, are you struggling to perform in the bedroom? Uh, um, y- y- yeah. It's alright, you could say if you are. Um, uh, the pressure's gonna be a lot. Oh, don't worry, come along to our supportive men's group. We're here to help. Oh. We've got, you know, all the ads. We're going to stand around, we're going to talk about it, we'll do some improv. Before you know it, you'll be performing amazingly in bed. Oh! oh. Puns! Left and right. Uh, hmm. It's not what I was, uh... I mean, improv does sound fun. It's not what I was planning, but sure. Come on down to Supportive Men's Group at the Blue Pill Club. We've got everything you need to perform better in the bedroom. From puns to skits to prop comedy, all the things you need to perform better in the bedroom. Way! Lads, 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 lads. Right, I, as director of uh, the Hermes Delivery Company, have had enough of the way people talk about our our delivery services. Oh, yes, I, um... uh... We have lots of very dedicated people doing very hard jobs. They're delivering all of the packages through through rain or shine or minor inconvenience. They're probably going to deliver it roughly where it was supposed to be. That is indeed the company line, yes. Yes, and people have made terrible accusations that we, we don't deliver things, that they don't ever bother, they end up on the roof, in the swimming pool, under a car inside your dog and up my nose officially none of those things have happened by our admittance absolutely people say that we we brutalize the packages and that they, they're absolutely ruined by the time they get there and that's just not on no most of them are ruined by the time they leave the warehouse exactly it's we've got that big blender down there for specifically for that exact reason it sits in the middle of the room and we just lob packages into it bloody brilliant and then they just fly off probably in the right direction to land in a truck and make it to wherever they're supposed to be going and that's probably fine i mean that's what my father told me i'm sure it was probably something like that just before he died he was a postman all his life and i think it was something about blenders to be honest he was muttering quite a lot here he had rather it was quite frail in his old age but i'm pretty sure he said son a blender in the middle of the sorting office that would be the thing and so i've i've been there we're gonna rebrand completely i've decided we're gonna call the company something completely different now oh um what what are we, what are we gonna call that every for everyone every package every every every, every. blender Every blender, absolutely perfect. 
uh, stamp it on the side of everything. People will never remember the, the awful Hermes thing, of clumsy little fucker. Oh, I'm uh, a wonderful idea. Glad you agree. Right, well, I'm going down to lob some things in the blender. Every package in the blender. Every package every day. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. Yeah, Larry, how are you doing? Oh, um, you know, uh, better than last week. Yeah, on a bit of an upswing. Seems to be. Your hormone yeah. settling a bit somehow. Yeah, I feel like the fact that the uh, the, the summer time zone's uh, approaching can't, it can't hurt on that. Yeah, one. also, you know, I think the, the daylight savings has changed, so we've got more daylight oh, now yeah. generally, and, you know, maybe that's something we should just keep the way it is rather than confusing well, I mean, people's maybe, time. Maybe, maybe. I hear the US is about to do that, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, if, if they do that, that'd be great. It'd be yeah. way less confusing and way less archaic. Oh, exactly. No more uh, two-week weird time zone between the time zones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you been up so much there, mate? Uh, you know, you know, I've been, uh, uh, I, uh, went and downloaded a film. Watched yeah. that, uh, watched that turn in red. Real, yeah. real good film, real good uh, film. But you got me thinking about something, yeah, which yeah. is uh, often uh, adults really don't talk to kids about uh, bodies and puberty and like physical changes they're going to go through. No, I, I don't think it helps that a lot of people refer to puberty as reaching sexual maturity. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of feeling awkward about it because like that feels like discussing sex, and I'm scared to do that, and therefore weirdness and like i feel like it's really important that like all people but like you know children included understand to a certain degree their bodies and what you know their bodies are going to go through because yeah i mean you, know. you can slightly simplify it depending yeah. on how old uh, how old they are exactly. you know, just but like, so long as they have an understanding of and you know especially since yeah. changes can happen to, to different times you know you have yeah uh you have people with precocious uh puberty they can start you know very very young you know yeah uh, it can start as young as eight or nine sometimes. Sometimes if, even younger yeah, than that. You exactly. Know. And if you, if no one has assumed that you might need that knowledge by that point, you might well have a case of, oh, I have to feel secretive and guilty about my own body and I don't know what to, you know. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I feel weirdly ashamed of it because I have never used the right words to describe my body yeah. parts. I've, uh, you know, always been told that that's like a no-no area or, or a shameful well, thing. And exactly. No one's ever properly explained it or gone to the effort of, okay, small child, keep your clothes on. I know you just want to rip everything off and yeah. run around naked. Maybe don't do that. But maybe like a step in between that yeah, and, and growing up permanently. Exactly, exactly. Because like... Like, proper language around bodies is really important for children. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, um, there, there've been a lot of uh, a lot of things written about the fact that we would probably have a much easier time detecting things like abuse of children if children were taught the proper words for parts of their body, yeah, so that they could accurately describe things that had happened. Yeah, because there are incidents that are rep recorded where people don't twig that that's what a child is trying to tell you because they don't know they don't know they don't have you don't recognise the words they're trying to use for aspects yeah. of their own body. You know there is. If you don't, if you don't get into having those conversations, have conversations about bodies, you know there is every chance that you won't be where they get their source of information from, and they may yeah. get misinformation, which could be damaging. But yeah. like, 
don't make it such a big, terrible secret that like it has to be this week. Exactly, and like even beyond this, going going a bit further ahead when you like you know schools do actually start teaching about bodies. Teach every child about every kind of body. Like don't don't do the thing where you split them into two camps. It's like you you learn about periods and you learn about erections and never the twain shall meet because like everyone needs to understand every kind of body. Because otherwise you get shit like the adults who the adult pe- the adult penis havers who uh, you see on the internet sometimes who are like oh periods just hold it in yeah, yeah like yeah. shit like that happens because or assume that even having a period is a sexual thing because again yeah. they weren't you know given yeah. the proper language or taught in the in the right way yeah all they've been taught is thing goes up the vagina that is uh, sexy and horny therefore they assume tampons are sexual you know yeah like men that. who get very weird about like the concept of tampons like oh i uh, there was there was a uh, reddit thread recently of, of am i the arsehole about some some person saying that they're their boyfriend of, of several or husband i think of of, of a, a couple of years had thrown away all of their tampons yeah. because they 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 felt very uncomfortable about those things. Exactly, and again, all of this I think comes down to the fact that like that that man probably got squirreled away in a room so that he didn't hear the conversation about periods and anything to do with them. Then got brought back in the room and built up a bunch of weird assumptions because he yeah. wasn't or, told. Or, or they did that typical kid thing of you know somebody like made something up for a laugh yeah or just like what was it just a bit of fantasists because some kids yeah. are and they were just like oh oh yeah it's it's a sexual thing and this and that, but the like other. that this is sort of the point i'm making which is in the absence of of you as an adult having those conversations with your kid they will get their information from somewhere else you know for in that example other kids on the on the playground and they will get weird ideas in their head because yeah. you didn't get over a little bit of awkwardness you have to go it's your body here is the details you need to understand this stuff. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah these are other bodies you need to understand them too there you go yeah it's uh, yeah it's, more needs to be done and get over this whole weird conservative nonsense and it, it, it's it's usually more for the fact that adults have sexualized this thing because yeah. they've got this locked in the head we really need to break this chain of we can't teach them about this. That's sexual, or they'll they'll start sexing immediately. Yeah. yeah. And again, like you know, not giving kids information doesn't stop them doing things. It just makes them do so without the proper information to be safe. And yeah, potentially being incredibly dangerous. Or, yeah. Or you know, like the there was there was a whole thing for a while about using um, crease packets as. Oh as god, I remember that going round school. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. That's wrong on so many levels. Look, that's the thing. Dangerous. That, if if you if you remember your time in school being like you know let's say fourteen to sixteen, some wild shit got said. Yeah. Because there was a vacuum of proper information about your bodies and what was you know shit that was going on. Yeah. Like, someone whose older brother might have had a porn movie on or something, and they've somebody's yeah. seen it, only caught half of it, filled bits in with yeah. their mind. And, and again, you know, we're not saying like tell you know young kids what sex is and go into detail or whatever, but it is important. Explain that, bodies you know, to from them. the basics of here is your body, here is the words for body parts, here's the the major differences. Here's what's the, going yeah, to happen. This is the thing that will eventually Probably. happen. Let me know when this happens so we can address it further. 
Anything that will happen Further someday. information will be released near yeah, the time. Exactly. Just come get me. If you have, quest- help you if you have questions, I can answer them. This is a thing. Ask me about it if you need to. Yeah. Uh, Hug, mate. Oh, I could do with it. Ah, good hug, mate. Good hug. Good hug. All right, I'm gonna uh, pop the kettle on. Oh, sounds 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 a right treat. No. So, Laura. Yes. We done a book. We done did a book. We done a book. Yeah. What's it? What's what's the book? Well, it's called Who Hunts the Whale, <gasps> and it's a. Uh, it's a, it's a satirical look at the video games industry, which is horrible. It is, but there are glimmers of hope to be found within its horrors. Yeah, and funny stuff too. Yeah. It's, it's a dark comedy. Exactly. Not it's... quite as dark as something like uh, Severance. Oh no, it's not It's not quite that dark. Well, it's quite chipper by comparison. I mean, by comparison, it's quite chipper. Yeah. We haven't had the end of season three start of episode four. No, no, that doesn't happen at any point in the book. No, no. no. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a fun story about the video game industry from the point of view of somebody who's like, "Yay, video games!" Oh no! Oh no! The realities of this industry. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah, and that is available to pre-order over at unbound.com/books/whale. Yeah. You've got another book. I do. I got a children's picture book releasing on August 18th, 2022 called Me and My Dysphoria Monster. Go give it a pre-order. Go check it out. Go look at the front cover design. It's adorable. I'm real excited for this book to happen. It's not that far off now. We're in we're in March, April, May, June, July, August. That's like five months away. Oh, damn. Yeah. I can count the months on one hand. That's pretty close. So go check that out. Other than that, I'm at Laura K. Buzz everywhere on the internet. Twitter, everywhere. Yeah, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Patreon. Uh, that's the one that pays the bills. TikTok. Just Laura K. Buzz wherever you find stuff. What about you? Me? Yeah. I can be found at uh, streamerlinks.com slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. That's my version of unified branding. Yay! Because I couldn't get unified branding like Laura. Uh... Also, patreon.com slash radio. That's the one that helps me pay my bills. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me justify a 76-hour work week and the rest of my life. I'm in a less dark place than I was last week. I didn't make that awful. Yay! Yay! <laughs> uh, so, Laura, will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Every package in the blender, every package every day.